This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, a very good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Immensefield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. We are back for Series 2. I know, I bet you're all as gutted as what we are, but we're going to be here for the next lot of Thursdays, right until the end of the season, uh, talking all things Mansfield Town. For those who haven't joined us or watched us before, my name's Craig Priest, uh, next to me is Simon Mercer, and over on the far side is Mr Cam Felton. There are usually four of us uh, as well, Nathan Edge is the fourth member of that panel, uh, but unfortunately he can't be with us uh, tonight, we'll go into that a little more, in a little bit more detail, we've started already um, <laughs> later on in the show, uh, but thank you you very much for joining us. We are trying out some new software, as you probably might have guessed already, so do bear with us. Uh, we can't actually see your comments on the screen at the moment, because when we do, when we look at it, we're about 20 seconds behind in real time, so uh, yeah, it gets a bit confusing for us, but I've got my phone, so uh, I'm going to try and get the comments on there. I'm just waiting for uh, it to load up and everything, which it uh, has done uh, now, so it's all good fun. So I'm going to get those comments on and uh, have a look at those throughout the show. So keep those coming in as always. Uh, first and foremost, though, obviously, um, for those who haven't um, joined us before, I'll start with you, Cam. Uh, fill everybody in about who you are and uh, how you came to watch the Stags. Uh, my name's Cam. Started watching the Stags, uh, I think it was about 15 years ago, and just follow them. Vaguely for the first few years, then got my first season ticket uh, actually 10 years ago this season. So, just been following ever since, and then um, part way through that um, stint, I met Craig through a outside radio company and also met Nathan at the same time. And ever since then, we've just really not got rid of each other, have we? No, I've been no. trying for a long time. And Simon Mercer as well, he jo- you joined us uh, midway through the last series and you've been a permanent fixture ever since. Mm-hmm. Your journey's been a little bit longer than the others there. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Made me feel old, thanks a lot. Sorry. Uh, I've been going for about think, 28 years now. I think in a couple of Four scores, seven years is, ago. Yeah. <laughs> One hour a lad. Back in 1990. 
91, I think. Was I was born in 91, game. so you've been watching as long as I've been alive. Yeah. There you go. As for me, I started watching 2001, 2002 sort of season, and then been watching ever since. Missed one game in the entirety of the Stags journey in the conference. Missed a few since then, free work and things, but last season 100% record, and I fully intend to do 100% record again. So that's why we're here doing the podcast every single week. We usually have Nathan Edge with us uh, as well. Nathan can't be with us tonight because at the moment it's fantastic news for him. For those that don't know Nathan, I'm sure everybody does, Nathan is actually blind and had a guide dog called Hudson who was uh, very boisterous and very uh, energetic and everybody knew who he was. But Hudson had to sadly retire through ill health and uh, unfortunately because of that Nathan didn't have a guide dog for a while. Luckily over the summer he's been matched with a new guide dog and at the moment as we speak he's actually away on a training course with that guide dog called Abby um, who he brings home tomorrow. Um, So we are actually really looking forward to catching up with him tomorrow because tomorrow we've got something special coming more on that uh, later on uh, keep your comments coming in we are live on our facebook page as always every thursday 6 30 ish thank you maybe no just ish we'll just stick with ish <laughs> this season um, and this is the only place for you to have your say on your team every single thursday at 6 30 you won't find anything on the radio that's dedicated 100 percent to mansfield town and you won't find any other dedicated panel show like this one. This is truly a unique thing of its own. We'll be talking a little bit more later on about uh, our Legends Live night, which takes place uh, tomorrow at the Sandy Pate Sports Bar. But you've had a whole summer of us banging on about that, so let's talk all things Mansfield Town FC. We usually do start by looking back at the previous game, but what we wanted to do is we wanted to treat this as a bit of a pre-season friendly for us. So we're not just going to be talking about the last game tonight. We're going to go all the way back um, to the end of last season. I can't remember and, yesterday. Yeah, no, I can't remember who you are. Earlier? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about, first and foremost, those who David Flickcroft, the Stags manager, has brought in over the close season. Five signings, Camming, Craig Davis, Tyler Walker, Otis Khan, Neil Bishop and uh, Matt Preston. What have you made of them so far? All fitted into the team rather nicely. No real uh, real gaps in the team now. Obviously, Flickcroft said he wants another defender, but if we had to stick what we've got, then I think the players that we've brought in have complemented the squad that we've already got, which is a, a massive part of it. Because you don't want to be bringing players in that have just got to change your entire system for. It can play a system that he wants with the players he's already got, but also bringing the new players that could also play that system as well. So, what about you? You've obviously seen uh, you've seen a few of them and what have you. When the five signed, who was the name which sort of really made you sort of sit up and think? Yeah, Otis, Otis Khan, because he's a player that's been around League Two a while. He's played for Yeovil for a number of years. He always seems to play well against us, against against Mansfield. So when we signed when we signed him, that was a bit of a, oh right, okay, this this is going in a different direction to what um, last season did. So yeah, that Otis Khan was, and I've got a few friends there. I mentioned them that um, are down the road, and they know Neil Bishop quite well, and they they kind of said to me that you've got a real quality player there and. To be fair, on on Tuesday night, what I saw of him, 
I think they're right. You know, he, he is quality. Well, he wasn't always, being chopped down by Fernando Forestieri. Yeah, more yeah. on that. Anyway, later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have some great scenes there. Uh, football factor, anybody? Uh, anyway, uh, we always try and answer your comments and your questions here on Mansfield Matters as well. So, if you've got any questions or any comments you want to make, drop them in the comments box below, uh, and I will catch up with them. Uh, I am reading the comments a lot; they are on my phone, so I am going to I'm going to catch up with those. Uh, Jamie has been in touch. Uh, says, "Evening, guys. What do you think so far to pre-season results-wise?" optimistic you look at the teams that we've come up against and we've come up against three good teams two teams that did quite reasonably well last season in the championship obviously Derby making it to the playoffs and failing there and the Sheffield United doing quite well as well I think they were the two biggest tests but I think we came through them with flying colours and Chef Wednesday was just completely different to the other two I think just the whole mindset of the game was completely different. But we we dealt with the pressure well. We've never looked... We've looked under pressure, but we've never looked like we're just going to fall to bits at any point. We've always had that little bit of a structure to us. We've not looked, let them press too much. We've not let them get on top of us. It's been an interesting one because I think on paper you would have expected Mansfield to be a little bit more... Uh, lost and a little bit more negative in terms of the results. But actually... It's been really phenomenal because not only have we, you know, beaten the likes of Derby, albeit to be fair to Derby, they were we were at a, perhaps a different stage in in terms of pre-season. Pre-season results mean absolutely nothing. Let's let's get that out there. But definitely, they were that was their second game, so they were just that was more about fitness and minutes for them. Whereas for us, it was our third or fourth, so there was a bit of a difference. But we've beaten a very good strength Derby County side we've had a good draw against the Sheffield United side who was strong and obviously beating Sheffield Wednesday in the manner in which we did as well on and off the pitch um, <laughs> uh, was, was quite good um, as well and I think one thing which has been testament to that I don't know what you guys think Si is the change in system because last season towards the back end of it and well last season for the most of it we were playing 4-4-2 and even when Flickcroft came in he stuck with that 4-4-2 it's now changed to a 3-4-1-2 or 3-4-3 or 3-5-2 whichever your bloody preference is um, but that changing system has seen a, a change in our attitude and our application yeah everybody seems to know what they're doing I mean on on uh, Tuesday night for the first 15, first 15 minutes we, we weren't in the game and then all of a sudden something kind of clicked and it kind of fell into place and we all kind of come together. I think the main thing that David's done over the over the summer is actually got Mansell playing as an actual team rather than a team of individuals. And I think this time last year, training didn't seem to matter because it was all, I think last year, it was all about what was in their head. You know, you don't need to train that much against for for Newport because you we're good enough to beat them sort of thing. Whereas David's like, you need to train. We need to train as a team. You need to know what you're doing. And I think it just shows with the with the possession we had on Tuesday night and the results against Derby County and Sheffield United. It just goes to show how much of a how much work has gone into from the end of last season to now possession is a big thing as well Cam because we've in I think um, Flickcroft said this sort of in his post match we will hear a little bit from David Flickcroft later on um, he said that in the early stages in, in the games against Derby Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday we've been under pressure a little bit and we've soaked it up and we've defended 
there's been a few iffy moments that's not mm. shy away from that but we've defended well and got away with it and then we've actually turned the game on its head and controlled possession we're a very possession based team now I think the important thing is that in them first few minutes we didn't crumble you think the golfing class between fair enough our players are probably looking pushing top end league two players bottom end league one players but it's still a big gap to them players that have played playing in the Derby squad regularly, Sheffield United squad regularly. They've been in the Championship for many years, played in the Premier League, Premier League for many many years, and just absorbing that pressure lets us like figure out right they're playing this system. We need to find weak spots in their play so that we can benefit on them, and then we just gradually grow, grew into the games and just hit them where it really really hurt. So like if they were got like a, a stronger side and a weaker side of the field find that out target it play to their strength uh, play to their weaknesses mm. looking at some of the comments coming through uh, tonight keep them coming in guys as always uh, Roger says uh, I'm in York short break uh, but hopefully going to the Legends night tomorrow more on that later on thanks very much for that Roger Hope, look forward to seeing you there Peter says welcome back guys Shelley says looking forward to tomorrow night uh, Roger says, showing very good signs for the start of the season after friendlies so far. Uh, new signings have settled in well. Hope Big Davis will bag some goals. Uh, and Brad says, up the stags as well. Uh, Craig Davis, obviously a bit of an interesting one uh, in, in terms of signing him. Experienced player, knows where the back of the net is. And I'm just wondering at the minute where Danny Rose fits into all of the, all the plans. He's going to struggle to get back in that side, I think, I feel. Especially if Tyler Walker can start finding the net as well I mean he had a few half chances on Tuesday night but scuffed them wide and then he had the one where I think he should have scored personally but the keeper it was straight at the keeper there just about so you know that that was that but the the front line have got to keep on the toes because this there is actually somebody else waiting in the wings to take their place and to be fair let's face it Danny's not you know the worst striker to you know have on your heels and to be fair Leango has been playing really well pre-season as well I know Nathan's going to hate me for saying mm-hmm. that but he has and, he, and he's looked a lot sharper in pre-season as well so hopefully we get to see the best out of him this year yeah, fingers crossed that that does come through. I think Danny Rose played a little bit in that uh, behind closed doors game against Hull, but we've no idea what the score was or what the side was or anything on, on Wednesday because it wasn't put out there by virtue of the fact it was behind closed doors. But it's valuable for Danny Rose, isn't it, Cam, to get minutes back in the bank before that season opener a week on Saturday. So I think you're wanting players to be sharp and fresh and just as soon as that first whistle goes to be on it, you don't want to be mm. taking a couple of games where you're just a little bit sluggish just trying to get back into your rhythm after mm. an injury or after a slow pre-season so t- just getting them valuable minutes just A, it helps you settle back into the team a little bit more because obviously you're not taking a, an active part in the um, in pre-season unlike the rest of the players that we've got because other than, other than Rose we've only got Murphy that's injured yeah. so it's like them players are going to struggle so they have to get the minutes under the belt to be able to even have a chance of getting back into the team because otherwise the other players are going to be that little step further like in preparation for the season that little bit fitter little bit little bit sharper and for me I think that we need to make a point straight away against Newport and kind of you know put in a really good performance and get back some goals first game of the season and kind of make people 
kind of think, well, actually, Mansell Town are in this and not like you know think that they're going to be mid-table and we need to hit it, hit the ground running straight away first game. Is one of the issues for us the fact that we have done so well in pre-season that expectations will completely skyrocket once again? Is that a problem? Um, I wouldn't say so. I think purely down to the just the opposition that we've come up against. I think fair enough, the confidence is going to be up because we've had a positive pre-season. But I think obviously Flickcroft doesn't want to get too far ahead of themselves. They need to be taking game by game. It's not not every game's a cup final. You need to be no need to actually do your homework on your team that you're coming up against and actually like play football, not try and win the league in the first game. You need it. it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Peter says I can see a bit of Swindon attitude in our side, a bit more solid, and we're not getting too bullied out of games uh, by the look of things so far. And agree? I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's got to be something which we were guilty of quite a lot last season as well. The fact that we were bullied quite often and we we sort of imploded. Where now we look the opposite. We look you know like we are up for up for a fight. I think one of the weaknesses with our play last season was our attack force. You think Danny Rose and Lee Angle look pretty much fall over at nothing last season. Obviously, we haven't seen Danny Rose at all this season so far, but Lee Angle looks a better player overall. That little bit stronger, a little bit more aware of his surroundings. Obviously, a fantastic goal between him and Morris Sterling James and CJ on uh, last Wednesday against Derby. But just the all-round play has improved, and it's down to... Not only is it Flickcroft tra- uh, getting the plays in training every day, but it's also that little bit of player menta- mentality wanting to improve they, they their game. They seem to be playing for the shirt mm. rather than just a wage packet. What about the work that Flickcroft has done closed season? I mean, it's funny because I don't particularly want to be talking about Steve Owens too much, but the point I'm going to make is last summer we brought in Lee Taylor and the players were saying, oh, we've never felt fitter, we've never felt better. And yet, three, four games into the season, we were struggling to last 90 minutes. Mm. And we were being, uh, we were costing ourselves points because of the Accrington um, prime example early on. And then the games where we were, you know, throwing things away, sort of last 10 minutes or so. They said that, you know, they felt fitter then. But that was a complete break, and then they started again when pre-season started. Flickcroft hasn't really let them take the foot off the gas. He's let them ease the foot a little bit, mm. but they've all had individual programmes devised for them. They've all had to come in and do some work at, at the ground uh, when they've been able to, maybe two, three days a week. And when they've been away, they've had to email in and sort of you know, keep, keep up to date with the fitness team. How much of a, a positive thing will that be going, going forward into the new campaign? I think that'll be a massive point because you think if your players are getting tired after your first few games, when your games are coming thick and fast over the over the holiday period, obviously playing a couple of days before Christmas, mm. Boxing Day, a game between then and New Year and then New Year's Day as well, that's four games in less than two weeks. It's going to take your uh, going to take a massive chunk out of your fitness. So if we can get that them fitness levels up. Because you're going to lose a lot of players through injury a lot of the time in them winter months, just through cold weather, dodgy pitches, all sorts. I think as well, um, going off that, there's a lot of pace coming off the bench as well. 
i.e. if if Liangle doesn't start then we've got pace off the bench Amari Sterling James looks a thousand times better than what he did last season David Flitcroft seems to have really taken to him doesn't he yeah and and when he came on on Tuesday night I thought he did ever so well I thought he was he was quite good and looking at the video from Derby County the pass that he played through to Liangle were absolutely immense uh, Roger says team last season thought they were better than they actually were in my opinion this time it looks much better with the new signings they also look a fitter outfit I think a lot of that as well is down to the system change I know I mentioned it earlier on but for me we look a little bit more comfortable with that and I'm going to say something which is going to shock you now so stand by your beds at home and, and you two get ready I've actually been impressed with Hayden White oh my lord <laughs> Oof. What? Oof. I think this heat's getting to you, Craig. Oof. I know, the heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> don't work, do they, at all? Um, but no, I think, obviously, sort of because we've played that back three, he's not played in a wing-back role because we've had uh, Xander Diamond, obviously, who is, yes, he's transfer-listed, but he's also a long-term injury. Um, we've brought Nathan Cameron on trial, but that doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere at the moment um, due to his injury that he picked up in was it the uh, Derby game. Derby, yeah, Derby yeah. game, yeah, in the second half. Um, and uh, obviously David Murphy is still that injured uh, as well so Hayden White has had to play sort of right side centre half more in a central position and he actually suits it quite well he can get forward he can play the ball and he does suit that, that trio of him Preston and Pierce. That, that has impressed me over the last few games I think Hayden White has done so I think well he's that. not an out and out defender which is what he would have to play as like a solid back four, having that centre back uh, that centre back role gives him the chance that he can go up and he can have CJ drop in or vice versa, and they can just because then he's a ball playing. I do love CJ, but please, he's can, not can a, we he's, have somebody else at right wing back because we know that's not going to end well eventually. No, sorry, CJ, but we do love you. Let's get you on the left hand side. But anyway, sorry. But yeah, so <laughs> it's that chance that he can actually go and play out of the ball because if you've got Hayden White sat at the back his ball skills are fantastic mm. he knows he can pick out a pass 30 yards away look at Port Vale last season for example pinging the ball from halfway line straight into Danny Rose bang goal he's got that little bit of quality about him you don't want him sat at the back all the time and he's got that little bit more pace mm. that he can just literally just skip straight past defenders wingers whatever and and if you need a ball as well, so yeah, I mean, exactly. look at Chesterfield last season. Harris got that ball. Yeah, he, he hammered that one in, so he's got a shot on him. As I well. think the balance of the side as well, the adaptability of the three, the three four one. I'm going to say it's three four one two because it's you've got sort of Otis Khan just played above the midfield, but not directly forward. He sort of plays in that gap there. Um, so I'm going to say three four one two. But the adaptability of that with Bishop, with McDonald, with Mellis at times dropping dropping in I think Bishop especially he's going to sort of take that sort of anchor role and when mm. Hayden White does go on he's just going to drop back a little bit and protect that that area that's why I like him I think I think I, I likened him to um, I went to see the Retford game when there was the two games on the, the same day I likened, to a, likened him to a puppeteer because he sort of sits back and likes to pull the strings he mm. does a lot off the ball and sometimes it doesn't always come off when he's on the ball he's, he's not the greatest passer of the ball he's, he makes a few errors in terms of trying to play his way out when sometimes a, book, a foot through the ball would be a better option but he seems to that settledness and that experience ahead of him in that position is key to allow the youthfulness and the, the, the Would you players. say that's one of the things that 
there was a massive downfall last season because you think centre midfield most games you probably got Macca and Melis in midfield pretty much every game is that do you think that's one point that we struggled with last season because just not having the that two like to get forward yeah exactly and like dropping back in previous seasons or... obviously we've got like Jamie Maguire and before that Adam Murray yeah we whereas last season we didn't have that little bit of a cool ahead calm ahead just being able to figure out right we need to have player there player there player there whereas Macca and Melis are just like attack 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 didn't always drop back quick enough whereas that's mm. something so far in pre-season I've been impressed with we've had, if Bishop had pushed forward he's made Melis or Macca go back and vice versa if somebody pushes too far forward he either gets them to come back a bit or gets someone to fill in their role just a quick apology to people listening at home I'm trying to play around with the audio levels at the minute Paul said uh, can you check your microphone it's not very loud on my PC I just turned it up and he just said wow so I think he's just blown his, blown his ears <laughs> I do apologise uh, for that uh, sorry Paul hope, hopefully that's uh, hopefully what you've got about now is about about right give it a couple of minutes just to catch up on the stream but uh, as I say as I said at the very top of the programme we are trying a new software so do bear with us on, on that one a little bit apologies if I did blow your ears off uh, let's go back to some of the uh, comments then uh, Shelley says what do you th- what <laughs> it's episode one and I haven't got my pre-season Priest out. What do you guys think about bringing in Cameron at the moment who is injured? For me, it's a massive risk, and and I think about our budget. For me personally, I think take Paul Digby off the transfer list so we Mm -hmm. can get his photo from over there and put it back on the table. Um, Is that why he's over there? That's why he's on the transfer list. list. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he's still here, but he's he's, he's on his way out. We'll go to somebody else, and if he does. Yeah, no, but who knows? Maybe maybe we'll change it each week. No, definitely not. Um, (laughs) So, anyway. I've just say I've lost my train of thought. Get him off the transfer list because, uh, and let him be that cover role. Leave Hayden White in that role and maybe get somebody to play the right wing back role. Maybe Atkinson, maybe Anderson. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on as well. Um, because you've got the backfall of Digby and as well Lewis Gibbons, who's been a great emerging talent. What about you though? Would you take the risk on, on Cameron? I think it depends on how what these scans come back as and how long is it going to be out for if it's going to be out for what two three weeks maybe a little bit longer as long as it's not like long term yeah I you, think don't, you don't want another David Murphy do you no because Murphy was that solid centre back and he which was... we've, all, we've already got because of we've got Murphy and Diamond who are both out until exactly. Christmas pretty much mm. exactly so you've got obviously they're going to be out would it be worth keeping Murphy and Xander hmm is it going to be out till Christmas? Probably not. It all, I think and it all we've depends got, on... For, for me, we've, one. we've got a duty of care to them both in terms of the fact that they were injured whilst playing for us. So mm. we've got a duty of care in that respect. Clearly, Flickcroft sees something in Murphy. He took him out to Portugal and had him training with doing the running and stuff over there whilst I think he was involved in, with the squad. And he's got a squad number. Who's not got a squad number? Xander. <laughs> Transfer listed, not got a tr- squad number. Yes, he's got an injury. Obviously, nobody's going to buy him injured, but I, I don't see a future for him, sadly. No, I don't think so. And I think we're just waiting for him to see what the outcome of his injury is and then probably offload him somewhere, maybe on loan or something like that. Quite possibly, but for, for me, you know, just going back to the Cameron thing, would you sign him? Well, to be fair, I can't really say because I've not seen him play. So that's a valid point. <laughs> you know, I, I've not seen him play, so I can't really comment on that. Um, 
What about, we're probably, what about putting it in a different? What about putting it in a different way and looking at it as we've got a defender who's won promotion from League Two. He's worked with Flitcroft before. He's an experienced defender, but he carries an injury problem, a recurring injury problem. Would you take the risk of looking at it that way? Then no. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's then, where I. Then no. He's he's just. We've had players like that before in the past, and it's come back to bite us. You know, we buy these players. I mean, I, Matt Preston just come back from an injury. Yeah, he was thinking missing the know, back end of, of last season. And then he's tweaked his bike. Yeah. But we don't know how serious that is yet. I don't yeah. know if anything's come out on today. That did it in that. But it, yeah, it was absolutely an immense tackle. Yeah. But. You know, we always seem to buy players that always seem to be, when they come to us, they always seem to be injured. They're never 100% fit. And I'd like to see him go out there and get a defender that's probably 100% fit. Well, there's the thing, obviously, now there's only sort of a week and a day left before the permanent transfer window slams shut. Because it has to be done now before the start of the league season. The loan window open, I think, to the end of August anyway. Yeah. So there's, there's always yeah. that possibility. But. It makes it more difficult, and Flitcroft's got to or, have a gamble. Now you're going to be shocked, or take Digby off the transfer list. Yes, that's it. Just Happy for days. just for you know, just for you know, even if it's just for six months till January. Yeah, you know, he, he's he's cover there, and then then assess Diamond and assess Murphy. Yeah, and then if one of them two's fit, then you know. If he's, if Bigby's not been playing well, put him back on the transfer list. If not, keep him on. I personally think that Flickcroft wants to keep Digby. I think it, it it might be a little bit down to the player because he's come out in interviews before, towards, especially towards the back end of last season when he was having that run in the side. When he was asked, "Are you all right? Play? Are you comfortable playing right?" But yeah, I'm comfortable playing there. But I'd rather play as an out and out centre mid. He's not an out and out centre mid. No, he's, he's, he's a good. He's a very good central defender. Is a, is a decent option at right back, and you know, he, I think he, if he admits that and says to Flitcroft, "Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll play as a defender. I'll train as a defender. I'll work on my defensive play. Give me a shot." I think Flitcroft would one hundred percent, just as as he, as he has done with, with with Will Atkinson. And if he can find the form that he ended last season with then there's no reason why we shouldn't sign him on this yeah. season again because to be fair he was towards the end of last season he was the player that everybody wanted him to be and that's because they changed his position to a defender Yeah. and like you say he just needs to get his mindset on being a defender you know the, the sooner he succumbs to being a defender the better, the better off be. everybody will be exactly. including Digby we'll sign him on he'll become a defender we've got that cover then we don't need Diamond we can offload Diamond and bring some money back into the club still plenty more to come we'll talk about the emergence of youth we'll talk a little bit more about those transfer listed players and we'll take a look ahead to the season as well and have a little look back on those pre-season friendlies not to mention tell you all about tomorrow's event and look back at uh, Tuesday night aka fight night first though uh, boss David Flickcroft has been speaking to the press uh, this week and he gave his views on the uh, on the pitch actions after the Stags beat Sheffield Wednesday by two goals to one I said to the boys at half time listen you know you've you're quality players in your own right you deserve to be out on that pitch sometimes there's almost too much respect when you play a championship team and I felt we've started probably the two last games maybe in the first ten minutes of Derby as well thinking about it um, with that not an inferiority complex, but 
do we deserve to be on this pitch with these players? Well, we've shown then in 75 minutes that they absolutely do. And they can go step by step with, with, with a championship team um, in terms of quality and, and the fitness levels. You know, I thought our fitness levels went up uh, towards the end of the game. Um, so absolutely delighted with, with some of the football uh, and the way that we, we opened them up at times. Um, and, and they had some good possession for the first 15 minutes, but never really hurt us. We still looked solid. But once we, we got through that wrestle, uh, some of our, our passing phases were good. We calmed down. We just seemed to calm down more, move the ball better, uh, look more threatening. And, you know, the goal itself, we, we cause them problems. Any team, it doesn't matter what, what level you play at, they're scared of pace, they're scared of people running beyond and scared of people running through you. Um, and that's what we had on the goal. There were two or three players. Mels has made a run. Uh, CJ has made a run through uh, the defensive line. And then, um, you know, Mal Benning gets the opportunity. And Mal Benning's quality is is phenomenal, you know, and um, absolutely um, sort of delighted how, how the first half panned out. And then, you know, you could say that the second goal was fortunate, uh, which it was. But to actually run the length of the pitch like CJ's done um, and the ball from Maka to recognise that, uh, it was phenomenal and probably deserved a little bit of luck um, for the for the sheer determination to get to the ball, you know, and uh, that's what I'm wanting from the squad. Um, you can hear more from David Flitcroft, of course, on mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Uh, go and have a look at that, his full interview on there. I think he's recognised what we've all recognised, to be fair, which is, you know, the fact that we're pressing high, we're catching teams and we're do, doing well in possession. And I, well, I don't know about you, but I want to talk about the opposite to that at the minute. I want to talk about what haven't we seen from Mansfield yet and what do we want to see? If you were David Flitcroft going into Saturday's game against Rotherham United, what would you want to see from your players which you feel you haven't seen so far? I will say we've not... Uh... The only thing we've not seen from these players so far is the reaction to going a goal behind. Mm. Would you take that as a positive or a negative? I don't know, because obviously we've come up against very different teams to what we're going to come up against the season. You think in pre-season it's oh it's only pre-season it's a goal? Are the players having that mentality, or is it we don't want to go behind a goal behind at all? But. But as a footballer, you want to win every game, whether it be pre-season or whether it exactly. be, and you it's... know, ticket trade trophy or, you know, you're not bothered or whatever, at least you never want to lose a match, you want to win every game. Exactly, and you think the first few minutes of each game, we've come under the cosh quite a lot, and we've not let the team manhandle us around, not get pushed off the ball too much not really gave them any chance to get that little bit of a shot away, get them a few yards of extra space to get a shot in. We've not let them have time on the ball, that pressing uh, that pressing upfield, just pressing, 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 back to the keeper. And you look at um, a couple of times in the Derby guy, game. Game? In the Derby game, and so it begins. Where that that that. Don't worry, folks. You've got another year of this, oh. another nine months of it. Don't worry. Oh, roll on, mate. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, Bring that, back Nathan Edgeworth. <laughs> that little bit of pressing, and it's causing them to make mistakes. And we've just responded from that little bit of pressure, and we've just managed to grow into the game. We've never really had that long spell of pressure that we've had to deal with. But you've got to take it as a positive that we haven't had that sort of pressure yet. 
because they're working so hard on training and that's what David's trying to instill into the team exactly to to make the other team go back it's like what we were talking about on Tuesday night I, I think my dad mentioned it to me you know it's about time we pushed higher so they have to play the long ball out all the time whereas we were doing it a lot last year and this year we're pushing further so they have to play the long ball and it's coming back to us a lot so more so that's the thing every time that ball's sent back towards the fence midfield pushes up a little bit yeah. more and the attack pushes up a bit more and then it goes back to keeper and you look uh, was it Derby that you got Lee Angle pressing the, ball, pressing the goalkeeper he messes up and Jordan Graham nips in and mm. chips it over him it's that little bit of extra energy that we didn't have last season yeah. that little bit more commitment to like make sure you actually get to the ball that little bit of pressure whereas last season we'd have just sat back and let them play it out whereas now it's just that little bit of a little bit more pressure added to the defence to, to panic with it a bit more I agree with Chris's comment on the uh, the live feed if you are watching on the live video by the way you can always drop your comments in uh, in there if you listen to the audio version of this yes we are back on the audio version for this series uh, as well uh, Thursday 6.30 you you can that's that's my line. You didn't you say not, it though. Not, not, I know because you didn't give me. We chance. don't want to get into a Sheffield Wednesday. No, all right. No, it's, I'm, 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 I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Uh, Chris says that I'd like us to go one or two goals down uh, to see how we cope with that and how we come back into the game. And I think he's got a point because you know we've sort of had to ride the waves a little bit in in the early stages of the game, but we've not conceded. I want to see us concede, maybe to a mistake, and just how we rally as a group because I think. So far this pre-season, for probably 70-80% of the game, we've had it our own way. And I think the more don't we want, have... Don't we want it like that? We do. <laughs> but the more we, want, the more we have it our own way during pre-season, the more problems that's going to cause when Newport come down here and say, we're not playing to this script. We're going to... We're not, you know, we're yeah, not playing yeah, to this script. Yeah, but that's up to us. Because we always change our plans to play to other teams. It's about time, months or time, turn around and say... You're going to play to our strengths rather than to theirs, and when it, we shouldn't worry about other teams coming down to field mill. We we should concentrate on ourselves. We we'll play our style of play, and if that don't work, it should come up with a plan B. But you know, in the instance how we've been playing in pre-season, why not set up like that against Newport? I think we will. I don't see. It. I don't see us reverting. I'd be very shocked if we revert we, to a four-four-two. We need to turn field mill into a fortress where teams are going to worry about coming to play us rather than us worry about a team coming to play us. Definitely. Uh, we've talked about summer signings. Um, let's talk about the transfer list and the transfer list of players. Uh, obviously, the retain list, which we spoke about in the very last episode of last series, um, had Will Atkinson, Paul Anderson, Paul Digby, Callum Butcher and Xander Diamond on the transfer list, as well as Johnny Hunt. Johnny Hunt obviously left for Stevenage, um, so good luck to him there. Um, Will Atkinson was taken off the transfer list during the first week of pre-season whilst out in Portugal. What do you think of that? He's impressed me so far. He's done quite well, settled into the game quite well. Felt, I think what struggled last season was that he never really had a nailed-down place in the team, a position to play. Sometimes we were playing centre mid, sometimes we were playing right mid, sometimes left mid. And never really knew where he was playing to what game. So I think now that he's either playing right wing 
uh, right mid or right back, knowing that his his whole play is on that right hand side, gives him that chance that he can train in a different way. He can focus a bit more rather than having to like try and balance it out between playing it on the left because obviously he's, if he's on a different side of the field he's got a different partnership you'll have Mal Benning behind you but if you're on the right side you've got Hayden White behind you and it's just trying to get that relationship well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's fine tuning like the game like a gazelle exactly it's fine tuning <laughs> yeah. um, but with that I think with the fact that Hayden White has played right side centre half rather than right wing back which most people perhaps expect him to play is that a position that Atkinson can try and make his own because I think that was part of the problem last year he caused a lot of um, not arguments but sort of debate between supporters whether he should be around or not especially when he was transfer listed mm. some said it was a good thing some said it was a bad thing but do you think right wing back's are an area where he can, he can make his own and get his place not in the team <sighs> No, I don't think it is, to be honest. I don't think Will's got the the pace like Hayden has, to be honest. I, I prefer Hayden going down the wing than than Will Atkinson. That's no disrespect to Will Atkinson, but I'd prefer him to be like a right back or, and have a distinctive position rather than bombing up and down the wing all the time. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on from Atkinson to those who are still on the transfer list. We spoke about Xander Diamond earlier on, obviously uh, injured long-term, probably going to be out until Christmas time before we see him uh, again. Obviously hasn't been given a squad number either, so make of that what you will. Um, the other one um, is... Uh, the other one who hasn't featured as much is Paul Anderson. Um, he went out to, um, to, to Portugal, the training camp, uh, didn't feature in that game over there, uh, injured. Featured in the Retford game, which I saw him in, played relatively well, and then hasn't featured in any of the home games so far because he's been it's been Paul Anderson and the under twenty threes, which probably sounds like a, a really average covers, covers band name, but <laughs> um, he's been playing with the under twenty threes. Is it about building his fitness, as uh, as a few people have said, or is Paul Anderson not destined to be a Mansfield Town player? Has he been given a squad number? He has been given a squad number. He's 15 this year. So that's even more interesting than the whole Xander Diamond case. Exactly. You know, again, you can make of that what you will. But, you know, Digby's still transfer listed, but he's got a squad number. He has. He's got the greatest squad number, by the way, in 14. So I'm very happy with that. I thought he might be. That's because he's gone out less because he can't have four anymore. Oui. <laughs> Although Matt Preston does look like a dead ringer for Paul. He does. He does. I was going to say that. He does. <laughs> it's all good. So maybe you know, it's all good. Anyway, back to uh, back to uh, Paul Anderson. Uh, obviously, barely featured. I'd like to see him featured because you know we were talking about At- Atkinson at right wing back mm. there. That position actually would be perfect. It's made for Paul. Anderson. The amount of times we've seen Ando playing right back last season <laughs> did pretty well at it. Can't really say that extra away kind of stands out for me. Yeah, he played, he played pretty well. Yeah. One of his down best there. games in the stand shirt down yeah, there. Yeah, and Newport at yeah. home as well. Very much so. You know, so that those two those two games are the standout ones for me. I know it's only two, but uh, it's it's the experience as well that he brings in as well. I think that that helps Mansfield as well, or would help Mansfield. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see him stick around. I'd like to see him get his fitness up and uh, 
and, uh, and get in there. We'll talk about the other two uh, transfer list of players in a minute who have featured a little bit more. Uh, first of all, back to the comments. Uh, Callum in the comments says, uh, Evening lads, thought it was next week when you started, but good to see you back for another series. Yeah, we are going to be back properly next uh, week, uh, hopefully with all four of us, touch wood. Uh, we thought we'd have a little bit of a pre-season run out uh, tonight, you know, because... The players need a pre-season, we need a pre-season. So get the fitness sort of, levels up, yeah, get the cobwebs off. Yeah, you know, we've we've started, we've, we've drinking coconut tea tonight, as I'm sure Nathan will be disgusted with, but, uh, yeah. you know, we've still got the mugs and everything. And next week we will have proper, brand new, Manfield Matters mugs. Which you can pre-order now, as well. So yeah. For just a fiver, you get yourself a brand new Manfield Matters mug, and you get a chance to win a Frank Lampard signed shirt. Tell us more. So basically, when we went to the uh, Wednesday night game against Derby, obviously Frank Lampard was there, and obviously Mansfield Town played in a St George's themed shirt. The, the St George's That is why right, on the wall, Eagle Eye fans may have noticed that last season on the wall behind Cam there was an extra shirt which was hanging in that space. If you would like to point to it on the on the camera, that will be replaced, and there will be a new shirt going up there very oh, really? very soon. Uh, but that shirt which was there, the St George's one, is the one which was signed. There's pictures so, of that which we'll show yeah, you later. That's on the Facebook page if you want to go and check that out. Um, yep. So pre-order your mug. That's just five pound. There are you seven left. Seven left. Seven left. Limited edition. Limited edition. So you get not only the eight mug, you get your raffle ticket to have your name in the draw for a Frank Lampard signed shirt that took me absolutely ages to get. It did. I'm very proud but of you got there in end mate that's yeah, all yeah, that matters just so busy I think half the people just turned up for Frank that game to be honest but that's all that matters you got it signed Shane Christine weren't there but anyway uh, moving on <laughs> uh, let's go back to uh, go, go back to the conversation obviously keep your comments coming in uh, it's great to have everyone back uh, on the live feed as well tonight we're really happy I've missed this on a Thursday night it's been my Thursdays have been quite lonely. Anyway, moving on. Um, Not violent, <laughs> yeah. Paul Digby and Callum Bush, we spoke a little bit uh, about Digby. He's obviously been playing centre-back when he has come on and, and done relatively well there as well. But Callum Butcher, he's been one who's really surprised me. What about you? I, I, I'm, <laughs> I've lost the words, to be honest, because it's like, obviously we saw him for a bit. He had a, a really good game against Carlisle, first game in, and then just pretty much disappeared. Didn't really do much. Sat around on the bench, ended up going into the reserves, occasionally getting on the bench, coming in a couple of games when we needed him through injuries to all the players. But and obviously, got to move to Billericay back down south with his family. But one would assume his family situation has been sorted now. But obviously, he'd got a young family, it was quite a long way for him to travel. I'll do a bit of digging, rumours that he's actually residing up in Sutton near you. So, is he? Oof, interesting. You'll have to go stalking. Again. I know CJ lives local, because I've seen him in Asda before. There you go. I saw Diggers in Asda, by the way. And I saw Leander on Nottingham Road. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, this is how bored Asda <laughs> <laughs> Just um, go around stalking players. Seriously, though, Callum Butch, in terms of you know being on the transfer list, I think you know there might have been a little bit of wanting to move back down with his family. If the family situation's been sorted and he can stay here, I think he's got a place in this Mansfield side yeah. in the way we're setting up. What, when he played... On the Wednesday game against Derby, absolutely fantastic, top notch. Couldn't couldn't really do anything wrong. Fantastic ball playing skills. Managed to get it up from under his feet a lot more. Um, actually, be able to find a pass, intercepting play, cutting out then passes, getting some crunchy tackles in to win the ball back, and just overall his play was absolutely fantastic. 
Mm. And the other bit of uh, great news as well over the summer was that of Alex McDonald finally signing his uh, contract extension. That's a big, big boost, isn't it, going into the new oh, season? I think that might be best signing of the summer, apart from, who did I say? Otis Khan. Sorry, guys. Can't remember him signing. Get you that. It's a yellow card. This yeah. is a pre-season episode, by the way. Oh, no, okay. I think we, we did well to tie him down because at the end of last season it was Oman and Ari and whether he wanted to stay or whether he wanted to go. We all thought, I think we all said that he'd probably go and then and going down he signed even though you were winding me up while I was away on holiday and Tommy had gone to Peterborough. <laughs> that was good. Cool. I wouldn't tell you what I thought, good. but we live on air. Yeah, so let's, let's <laughs> it was not. funny, but... Um, one thing that has surprised me with Macker is his levels of fitness... He seems to be in on everything, doesn't he? He is literally like a Yorkshire Terrier. He literally runs around after everything. I've never seen him move around a pitch so fast. He's li- that Coming back to the point that Craig made earlier, what did Lee Taylor do last season? Because Macca looks a completely different player, much fitter, a lot faster, as do a lot of the other players. The fitness seems to be a lot, big, uh, a lot better. Hayden White looks... A lot fitter and faster. CJ's looking a fantastic player yet again this season, and I think as long as we can keep them fit, they're going to be some real key parts to doing well this season. Well, let's hear from the man himself. Let's hear his views on uh, pre-season, how it sort of how it's been uh, for him. He's been speaking to I follow. It's been a tough pre-season. It's been a hard, hard pre-season. But you know, I think some of the lads have said it in the press previously. It's been it's been a fair pre-season. It's been it's been good. We've worked on numerous things, you know, on the pitch. Uh, whilst whilst getting the base fitness in there and obviously when the games start to come thick and fast that's when you're really starting to sharpen up and really starting to feel the effects of the base fitness that you've done for the previous couple of weeks and you know, I'll speak on behalf of everyone in the change room we're feeling ready, we're feeling fit and, and we're looking forward to, to the first game of the season From a performance point of view um, you know, we, we, there's a few things that we're looking to improve on um, you know, for the vast majority of the games and long periods of the games we, we feel in control uh, albeit sometimes without the ball, we don't really feel as though we're going to concede. We don't feel under threat, and you know when you're coming up against the likes of Derby and some of the players that they've got in the ranks, it's 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 going to be tough. Uh, you know we're going to be without the ball for large spells, but the shape, uh, you know, we've adopted a new shape so far this year, and you know we've we've really took to it and we've worked on it and worked on it, and I think that, you know you can see that the proof's in the pudding. You've seen it in in each one of the friendlies, and you know. Not only coming away with just good performances, we're coming away with results. We've played against three top quality opposition, um, you know, in in Derby, Sheffield United, and obviously Sheffield Wednesday the other night. And you know, I think anyone who's been at these games have seen not just performances but results as well, which is which is the most pleasing thing. Alex McDonald there speaking to I Follow. You can see that full interview on Manchester Town. .net forward slash I follow fantastic uh, some great stuff on there over the summer as well got to applaud uh, the club for that the behind the scenes stuff in Porsche was top notch and the highlights packages recently as well since the, the new season with the graphics and the commentary it's gone up there well worth uh, the subscription one, fee one thing well. that I thought was really good that the club have done is obviously they've done in the past with Jamie Maguire going on pre-season video cameras and every, GoPros and everything on Actually, watching CJ walk around and just seeing his day to day. The Snapchats were brilliant over the summer. Oh, it's more, great. I'd love you, more of that. you don't get to see that side of a player a lot. So no. I think not only does it let the fans see it, but it also lets um, 
the players see what the fans' reaction to it. Obviously, like the videos were out on Facebook, comments on them, blah, blah, blah. You don't see what the players go through during training or during a pre-season tour if you're not there. So just that little bit of insight um, can really help a fan just like, oh, they're looking good this season through pre-season training or whatever. Go and watch them in pre-season. We'll go and watch them during the season. Into the action. Exactly. And another bit of that insight will come uh, from the open day as well, which is on Sunday. Looking forward uh, to that. The mm. open training session that's down there. Uh, that's pretty much it from us in terms of talking stags this week. But we're going to stay with you for another five minutes or so. Uh, as Cam mentioned earlier on, obviously um, there is an opportunity to win a signed. Uh, Frank Lampard Stags shirt all you've got to do is buy a brand new Mansfield Matters mug you can find the link to that on our Facebook page it's the pinned post on our Facebook page go on there uh, and order one of your mugs uh, it costs just a five you can pay for it on collection at our event uh, tomorrow night and your name will go into that draw to win a Frank Lampard signed shirt there's also a Stags pendant and a bottle of booze in there as well so uh, well worth uh, a fiver to get yourself a Mansfield Matters mug. There are only a limited number which have been made. We all have one, and there are only seven of the original batch left on sale. So be quick and get one of those. Uh, you can collect them tomorrow night. They will be ready tomorrow. If you can't make it tomorrow night, don't worry. Uh, we'll send you a message and sort out collecting all of that. Uh, another thing we have to say thank you to the club for uh, is this, as you can probably see on screen uh, right now, uh, Mansfield Town Football Club have given us a signed shirt from this season's squad, uh, which you will only be available to win. It's over there somewhere, that, that way, I don't know, I can't figure it out on the screen. So, no, that way, no, I don't know, so, I don't know, yeah, there, that way, that way, it's over there. Um, the only way to win that, you can see the Lampard shirt on there as well at the moment, the image is scrolling around. The only way to win the Mansfield Town signed shirt, which will be authenticated because it's, it's here. Um, we've had a look at it, it's here. Um, there you go. Simon, Kyman, uh, Cam and Simon can tell you that it is indeed real. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Who's, who's, I was trying to spot signatures earlier. Who's can you spot? Who's is on there? That uh, the, one I've seen, the two I've seen are Rose and Pierce. Yeah, Rose. CJ. Yeah, Pierce, Rose, um, that's, that's about it. I think I this think. one's Tyler Walker. Yeah, McDonald yeah. up there. I can see McDonald with a seven. Conrad Logan, yeah, Logan number one there. Yeah. Uh, so all those uh, signatures are on there from uh, this season's squad. So uh, make sure you get yourself to our event tomorrow. The only way to win that is by getting yourself down to the Sandy Pate Sports Bar and Restaurant tomorrow at 8 p.m. Because... We will be hosting our very first live event uh, for you, the audience. It's called Mansfield Matters Legends Live. Uh, it will be hosted by myself. Simon will be on stage as well, as will Nathan uh, for the first bit uh, as well. Cam will be doing all the PA uh, and, and things like that. You're on screen Thanks now. Thanks to our friends at Playback Events. I'll just get into that. Beat, beat me to that. it. It's all good fun. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, come down tomorrow night to the Sunday Pate Sports Bar and Restaurant at 8 o'clock. Um, we will have Richie Barker looking forward to that Ooh. one we'll have Adam Murray Ooh. and we will have Paul Cox and we will also have for your entertainment a general knowledge prize quiz and before you ask no I haven't set the questions me and Simon actually went head to head testing this quiz out on uh, on Monday and he won what was it 14-11 yes 
14-11. Half of them are guesses, like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> in all cards, victory is victory, isn't it? Um, so we'll have a mega prize raffle where you can win the, the, uh, the signed shirt from this season. We've also got a signed shirt from our Legends who we've had on the Memory Lane series, which will make a comeback in the coming months uh, as well. Um, so we've got Ian Bowling, John Delia, Mickey Bolding, Stuart Watkiss and uh, Bobby, Bobby Assel forgot about the, the, the Bobby then for a second I do apologise Bob and we've all, we'll also have the three legends who are joining us tomorrow which is Richie Barker Paul Cox and Adam Murray they will be signing uh, the top and some of the bits and bobs as well plenty to win we've got booze we've got chocolates we've got biscuits we've got lots and lots of stuff for you to win all you've got to do is come down to the Sandy Pate Sports Bar and Restaurant tomorrow. It starts at 8 o'clock. Be early if you want to get a seat because we anticipate it's going to be a, a, a very busy and, and packed and popular night. Um, so, yeah, come down and get involved. Raffle tickets will cost just a pound a strip. Uh, quiz sheets will cost two pounds a quiz sheet. And then we ask for a little donation into one of these, which you'll see dotted around the night as well. Um, a little donation for those who are playing in teams. So... You know, if you play, if there's ten of you, just chuck an extra quid in there. You know, because it all goes to a great cause. It's going to the Alzheimer's Society, obviously fighting the fight against dementia, uh, something which is very close to our, our hearts and Stag's fans' hearts as well. Of course, Stag legend Kevin Bird does have uh, dementia, and we've seen firsthand the effect it has on on his life. So all the money raised uh, will be going towards that. So make sure um, you you come down there and buy a raffle ticket, buy a quiz sheet. And, you know, if you want to win a Frank Lampard signed sag shirt, buy a mug as well. There's going to be plenty down there. Who are you most looking forward to sort of hearing from then, Cam? I mean, you're, for, for you, it's going to be a bit of a, a different one because you're going to have your work mode again. Thanks very much to Playback Enterprises for letting us have you for the night and uh, the PA equipment as well. You're going to be sort of watching it from the back of the room. Who are you most looking forward to, to seeing? Um, Cox, uh, Paul Cox and Alan Murray. Uh, I do want to obviously hear Richie Barker's stories I did start to watch Stags at just at the end of Barker's time as a Stags obviously mm-hmm. before he got shipped out to Hartlepool and then but obviously I want to know more about Cox and Murray their arguments obviously Murray ended up was it Works or Rainworth Works up Rainworth yeah. yeah ended up out there obviously want to know that after the Stags what happened just knowing how they made yeah. it <laughs> yeah, they made up. So yeah, it should be, it should be a fantastic night. So get yourself down there. Um, free entry, of course, and give what you can. Yeah, so all for a fantastic. What about you? You're going to be with me on stage uh, for a, for a bit of it as well. So when we talk to Richie Barker and, and things like that, what are you looking forward to, to most finding out? Because it's actually been over a decade since Barker's exit. So yeah, I'd I'd like to know the reasons behind that. To be honest, because uh, if you remember, there was a lot of controversy you know Haslam sold him without him knowing and and things like that so so to get it actual first hand from Richie will be quite something to know whether that actually happened or did Richie actually want to go yeah it's been an interesting night to find out all about that we'll talk FA Cup as well how he came to Mansfield and sort of you know whether one day he might return to the dugout as well so we're looking forward to that so uh, as Cam said it is free entry for everyone we're not charging anyone anything to come through the the doors donations are of course uh, completely completely optional it starts at 8 o'clock on the dot ish ish. 
No, it will start at 8 o'clock. Yeah, 8 o'clock on the nose uh, tomorrow night in the Sandy Bait Sports Bar and Restaurant, hosted by myself. Uh, let's do a very few quick thank yous. Thank you very much to Playback Enterprises for the PA gear. Thank you very much to Manchester Town Football Club, John and Carolyn Radford, and all the staff there for letting us have uh, the event in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar for one, uh, for giving us hospitality tickets for our guests um, who will be enjoying the Rotherham game in comfort, except for Richie Barker who will be on the, the Rotherham bench of course. Um, Hopefully with his hands and hands. Well there you go. Uh, and of course, um, you know, for, for sorting us out with the fantastic signed shirt as well. Really appreciate that. Thank you very much to Chris Holloway who's going to be down there taking pictures for us on the night. Looking forward to that. So if you want your picture taken by a pro uh, with the with the legends, uh, you know, get down there and do that. And of course, uh, last and no means least, thank you very much to uh, all of the three guests who have agreed to give up their time uh, for free uh, to come down and, and obviously to, to talk to us and obviously to meet you guys as well. We've been doing this podcast for a, for a year now. It's uh, it's crazy to think. Um, obviously, we're really looking forward to going into series two we can't wait to have Nathan back I, I for one am really really pleased for Nathan that he's got mm. himself a new guide dog and everything seems to be looking up for him again um, can't wait to welcome him back hopefully next week with us on the panel looking forward to seeing him tomorrow night and being all reunited uh, as well we've had a, a great laugh we've had some great feedback from you guys as well and for once I'm really really looking forward and excited to meeting some of you guys some people who've you know, sent comments in and things like that on the live streams. I'm really looking forward to meeting you and bringing it all together under one roof for one night for one fantastic course. Sandy Pate Sports Bar and Restaurant, 8 o'clock tomorrow night at the One Course Stadium. Uh, Mansfield Matters presents Legends Live, uh, all for the Alzheimer's Society, as Richie Barker, Paul Cox and Adam Murray come home to share their stories. It all stems from our a Trip Down Memory Lane series from earlier on in the closed season. We will be doing more episodes of those over the coming months, so stay tuned uh, for them as well. And the style of tomorrow night's night will follow that as well. So Richie Barker, Paul Cox and Adam Murray, unbeknownst to them, as, as we always do, uh, will be facing, unless they're watching this, uh, will be facing um, the It's All About You quiz. I think John Delaye is the one who's in the lead at the moment. It's ten, mm. ten questions about their time at the club against the clock. I think JD's the one in the lead at the moment. Think so. from episode from episode four, of course. Think he's uh, in the lead on that. Will any of those three beat him to the title? What happened with Richie Barker? Did he have a say in things? Did he make a complaint? What happened there? What was his greatest memory of the stakes? Would Adam Murray swap management for playing again? Would he rather be manager for a season or player for a season? And just what happened at Woking? when the dressing room window got smashed uh, in the conference season and you know all those players which were signed which never really made an impact we're going to find out uh, all of that from the men behind the drama the heartache and the glory all for a great cause that is it from us for tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast we will be back in this studio hopefully with a few more fans uh, next week not fans of you guys watching us in, as, in, as in fans Mate, there's a, there's a, I took effort to do that. I found some old programmes and stuck them up there. You can't quite see it does actually go up another couple of rows. I've yeah, actually got higher. a full stag themed backdrop now. Yeah, properly. And it will get yeah. better because around this, there's a little gap here behind me which uh, will get filled over the coming days. We've got a couple of signed shirts as well which we've collected over, this, over the summer which will be going up as well. And it will be cool. And we, uh, we will get better shirts. So yeah. Um, so make sure you join us every Thursday at six thirty on our Facebook page 
uh, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters um, to have your say on your team. Make sure you check out our website at mtfcmatters.co.uk for all the blogs and things like that as well over the course of the series. And if you want to get yourself into that draw to win that Frank Lampard signed shirt, uh, it's the pin post on our Facebook page, so go and have a look at that. All you need to do is fill in your name, your email, and your telephone number, uh, and we will be in touch. It costs just a fiver to get a mug. It's not this month's on Matters mug. It's a brand new one made for us uh, by our friends at Go4 Promotional. I will be collecting those tomorrow and be posting pictures on our Facebook page as well. Uh, as I say, that's it from us uh, tonight. Please, please, please... Come down and join us at the Sandy Pate Sports Bar tomorrow for Mansfield Matters Legends Live. It's been a long time in coming and we can't wait for it. This has been the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters, a new series and a new season is just around the corner and we can't wait to get it on your way. See you next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.